from the woods to the water, from the bucks to the ducks. Your weekday foray out of the office begins now on WNSP Outdoors, live on 105.5 FM and WNSP.com. Stay tuned as Alan White and Doug Max talk with fishing and hunting pros, share tips and tricks, and discuss Alabama's greatest natural resource, the great outdoors. WNSP Outdoors, brought to you by Andrews Diesel and Automotive, Hall Sausage and Wholesale Meats, Eastern Shore Ace Hardware, Street Seafood and Meat Market, and Blue Water Yacht Sales. Now, let's head outdoors with Alan White. We'll be talking to all our local fishing guides here today, and uh, and we're gonna also have a special guest with the uh, CCA, the Coastal Conservation Association. Uh, Mr. Blakely Ellis will join us later in the show, and we'll talk with him and uh, find out what all they got going on. And uh, but just before we get into uh, Delta report here, I want to give away a twenty dollar gift certificate from the Eastern Shore Ace Hardware which is on the hill in Spanish Fort. And uh, I know the the fishermen here, if they can take time out from fishing to work on some projects, I'm sure they got anything they need. But like I say, right on top of the hill, on Spanish Fort Hill, Eastern Shore Ace Hardware, goes to the third caller at 694-1055. And uh, do we have Wayne Miller on the phone? Captain Wayne Miller is going to give us a Delta report. How's it going, Wayne? Man, it's going great, Doug. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm in here where it's cool. I don't know about you. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm outside right now. It's a little warm, but it's not as hot today. You know, we actually got a little break today. It's, uh, I don't know. I, I don't want to say too much about it. Cause, <laughs> uh, it, it can turn around real quick. But, man, it's been, uh, you know, been a pretty good week uh, on here on the Delta. It's, uh, we've had just a absolutely phenomenal tide it's been um we've had uh you know a real strong tide i mean we've been looking at an almost two foot swing the difference between uh high and low tide so and that's been an outgoing tide in the afternoons so um you know it's been been pretty good fishing on that outgoing tide and and you know i've i've caught some on the uh in the mornings it's uh been a little bit slower on that incoming tide though but, um, you know, the water on uh, the mobile readings uh, down around four feet on the Berry Steam Plant reading. And, uh, you know, the water's cleaning up some more. It continues to clean up from that last episode of, of high water we had. But, um, you know, we're just kind of transitioning into these real, you know, primary uh, summer patterns for the bass fishing. Yeah, you're probably just having to slow everything down a little bit and Fish more plastics? Is that what you're having to go to? Yeah, yeah. It's, um, you know, and you can bounce around out on the main rivers, and uh, the points really on the main rivers hadn't really loaded up good yet uh, from what I've seen. Uh, but, you know, uh, as this water, you know, water temperature is up around 87, 88. But with this water getting hot, I mean, those fish, uh, and I know you know this, Doug, but, you know, out on those main rivers, they'll start stacking up around those points. And, uh, 
You know, now there's times during the day if you can just catch some active fish around those points, you know, you can do really good with, um, you know, with some power fishing techniques like crankbait. You know, the crankbait's always been just a, a fantastic tool here on the Delta. And, uh, uh, you know, I mean, most of the time you would think, you know, these fish are eating shad out on those main rivers. So you would you would definitely want to throw a shad-colored crankbait. But surprisingly, um, this time of year, even with this hot weather, sometimes it, I have my best luck with the uh, crawfish-colored crankbait. Yeah. Something in a red. Is that what you're kind of talking about? The, yeah. Like a red yeah. bandit or something along those yeah, lines? Yeah, I mean, you know, these fish, I think, you know, I mean, I never have really talked to a, a biologist, but I know these these crawfish we have, you know, they go, um, you know, they go through those cycles numerous times during the year. But um, anytime those fish can get a hold of a crawdad, you know, they uh, they kind of like me and you. They like to do it. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, I like to eat them too. But, <laughs> but you know, Wayne, and I don't know in most places, and I'm I'm going to say this, you know, for bass fishing in most places, and I guess the Delta is no different. Your crawfish type baits tend to catch a little bit better quality of fish too. Yeah, yeah, they they really do. It's uh, you know, and that's that's one reason I love throwing them. But um, you know, it's uh, uh, you know, um, as we you know move into these summer patterns, you know, one thing to keep in mind is, uh, you know, when you start trying to run run these you know these patterns, a lot of times you know you may hit two or three you know, points out on one of the rivers and not do anything and then just pull up on the right one at the right time and absolutely crush them. So, you know, I, I tell people, you know, this is the time of year that, you know, you're not going into a lake and getting on a bank, bank fishing, you know, all morning or all afternoon. Uh, it seems like most of your bass guys this time of year uh, really bounce around and kind of, kind of make a milk run, you know, and, and they're kind of, you know, what they call run and gun. Mm-hmm. You know, you fish for a little bit in a specific spot, and then you just run and, and, you know, try to hit a lot of different areas. Yeah. You talk about the points, that, like, on the rivers and stuff. What about the creek mouths? Do they tend to hold the fish also? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they do. I mean, it's uh, – and especially, you know, like we've had this week, anytime you've got that – big uh you know i mean when you start talking about a two-foot drop in water i mean these fish you know uh they have to have a, a, a place you know they can pull off on that's got a little deeper water and anytime you have these creek mouths uh you know that that's just a, a excellent area you know now the the real trick to that is figuring out how they're set up on those those creek mouths Mm -hmm. because sometimes they'll be inside you know they may be they may be up there in three four foot of water and sometimes they may be out on the on the drop and you know seven eight ten foot of water so you know uh that's where your electronics come into play and uh and also just trial and error i mean i i typically always try to keep um you know like uh, a bandit is a real popular crankbait to throw here, but uh, I like to keep like a 200 series bandit that dives down to about six feet on the deck. And I also like to keep a 300 series and it goes down, 
you know, you can get it down to, you know, uh, nine, ten foot. Uh-huh. So, you know, on those ditch mouths, you can, you can back off, you know, and that's typically what I try to do. I try to stay off of them and work my way into it, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because, uh, a lot of times you'll be your boat will be sitting right on top of a big pile of fish and you're throwing up there in water that doesn't have anything in it but water. Yeah, I think that's a common <laughs> mistake in the summertime that a whole lot of people make, and I'm gonna add myself any of that. <laughs> uh, yeah. and, and you know, and, and you know, you and I we've talked. I talk about things my daddy taught me, and and he'd tell me when I was catching small and just back off and fish a little deeper, but. I think that's yeah. a real good advice for any time in the summer. Oh, yeah. Just, if it ain't yeah, going your really way, is. back off and fish a little deeper. And usually in the summertime, you know, your luck will start to change a little bit. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, you know, you just have to be versatile. It's, uh, you know, and, um, and what you did a week ago, uh, guess what? It means nothing today. <laughs> <laughs> you better be, you better be ready to change it up a little bit. Cause, you know, with the different tides and the different river stages, uh, you know, things change pretty quick. Yeah, they can. They definitely can. And, you know, in, in this time of year, we probably you, you talk about safety a lot. And, you know, you just got to take into account this heat, too. And, and yeah. you know, long before I had to tell my grand, grandson, I was fishing with him last week, and I told him, you know, I said, we need to get something to drink. Well, I don't want nothing yet. I said, no, you're going to drink something. <laughs> and uh, yeah. and you got to start drinking early. You know, get your water out early, oh, your Gatorade, yeah. whatever you like. And don't wait till all of a sudden yeah. you feel like your mouth's dry. Yeah. If you wait till you're thirsty, it's really too late for you. So it's uh, real important to stay hydrated. And, uh, you know, one thing, uh, you know, you have to be careful about advising people to do it. But, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, if you got somebody with you, one thing you can always do, man, is when if you get really hot, uh, man, just find your uh, shady spot and, and jump in that water for about ten minutes. Yeah, and get that core, get your core temperature down, even two, three degrees makes a big difference. And uh, you know, I, there's a lot of times I'll do that several times during the day. Is that right? Uh, but you I know, might I'll be also picky. crank that, crank that outboard and turn the air conditioner on. There you too. go. Yeah, I might be picky where in the Delta I jump in the water. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They got those yeah, big lizards swimming around in there. <laughs> but uh but Wayne, we we appreciate you you coming on here and uh and good luck to you and we'll talk at you next week. Okay, y'all have a good one. All right. Thank you. And uh and folks, we'll be right back here in just a few minutes.
everyone, it's Joey Warner, author of the Mobile Baseball Connection, and I'm excited to tell you about my new show on WNSP Now, The Batter's Box. Each week, I sit down with local baseball legends and dive deep into their careers, insights, and stories. Catch a new Batter's Box every Tuesday on WNSP Now, the new sound of Mobile podcast platform. Be sure to subscribe so you'll never miss an episode. We're knocking this one out of the park with the Batter's Box podcast on WNSP Now. Street Seafood and Meat Market on Highway 31 in Baymanette has a great selection of fresh seafood and meats. Choose from their top cuts of meats or get yours custom cut. Find Street Seafood Restaurant on Facebook for order ahead to go daily buffet specials. A full meal served at the drive up from 10.30 till 3.30. Call 937-4096 and they'll put it together for you. Street's Dining Room is now open and the banquet room is open for private parties. Street Seafood Restaurant and Meat Market on Highway 31 in Baymanette. Find them on Facebook. For 55 years, homeowners across the Alabama Gulf Coast have trusted Bachelor's service with their HVAC systems. Keep your HVAC running its best with their $79 tune-up special. Or better yet, a value-priced energy savings agreement for year-round peace of mind. Time for a new system? Bachelor's offers Daikin Fit, the industry's leading tech for AC and heat pumps, available with a $1,000 instant rebate. Bachelor's is service worth remembering. For HVAC generators and plumbing repair, go to bachelorservice.com. Certification 170. You're listening to the only local sports station in town, so we're pretty sure that you like to shop locally too. Greer's Cash Saver now makes it easy for you to shop locally with online shopping and free same-day curb pickup or delivery. So while you're sitting in the office, in your kitchen, or on the couch, just go to greers.com slash shop and order your groceries, find hot weekly specials, tailgating recipes, and much more. Shop local at Greer's. Greer's got it. A local family name you can trust. We guarantee it. For adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis, poor candidates for systemic or phototherapy, now there's SkyRizzy, Rizenkizumab Rizza, a prescription-only 150-milligram injection. With SkyRizzy, three out of four people achieve 90% clear skin at four months, and SkyRizzy is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Nothing in me go hand in hand, nothing on my skin, that's my new plan. Don't use if allergic to SkyRizzy. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms, such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. With SkyRizzy, you could achieve 90% clearer skin. Ask your doctor about the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis and visit SkyRizzy.com or call 1-866-SKYRizzy to learn more. This is WNSP Outdoors, live on 105.5 FM and on the sound of Mobile App. Now, let's head back outdoors with Alan White. All right, folks, welcome back to the show. I'm Doug Max. Uh, like I say, Alan is out today. And uh, before we get into an inshore saltwater report, I uh, want to give away a gift certificate to Street Seafood and Meat Market, which is right there on uh, Highway 31 in Baymanette, or Highway 59, I guess it is, in Baymanette, and uh, right next to the restaurant. And anybody that travels that road probably knows where that's at, but it's a six piece cube steak pack and uh, the third caller at 694-1055 will get that and uh we're gonna go to captain bobby abrascato for an inshore saltwater saltwater report how you doing bobby am i the third caller 
No, sir. You're the second oh, caller. Oh, God. You well, almost made to, it Alan this never time. Lets me, Alan never lets me win. I thought I might be you got it solo today. I might. I thought I might kind of, kind of be able to scam you out of it, you know? Alan told me, make me sure win. Bobby don't win. That's what he told me. So. <laughs> He's been telling me that for 20 years on here, man. I, I never won anything. Yeah, I don't know what uh, kind of problem he's got with you, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> i got to start being the third caller, I guess. I don't well, know what it is. Me and you uh, are friends. So Next yeah. time I do it by myself, I'm going to rig it where you can win. So. There you go. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate that. Speaking of doing it by yourself, man, that's uh, uh, people don't realize when you're doing live radio, you're in there pushing buttons and answering calls and interviewing and everything. It ain't real easy. You, you make it sound easy, but it's not easy, is it? No, Alan makes it sound easy. <laughs> uh, y'all both do fine. You know, the good thing about you guys is you book, you guys know so much about all aspects of outdoor, you know, from hunting deer, turkey, inshore fishing, offshore fishing, freshwater fishing, so you're, it's easy for you to talk about it. That's the good thing. Well, I appreciate you, you saying like that. me, all I know is inshore saltwater fishing. So well, well you know that quite well, Bob. You know, you know inshore uh, saltwater fishing as well as anybody I know, so that's the reason we're talking <laughs> to you. So uh, so what's going on? How, how are the fish are doing? I, I know the tides have been moving pretty good. So, Oh, they have, yeah. We've had that full moon. Um that full moon cycle we're still kind of in that a little bit um i don't you know you were probably up early enough this morning to see that how high up that moon was at daybreak and uh you know so we're still on that cycle and then with that we're, we're kind of post full moon right now as far as tides go you got big water uh we got big incoming tides big high water tides and um you know and, and, and it, it's it's a good thing it's I, I like fishing uh you know some of the places i like to fish uh you know, a really shallow stuff. And so you get that little bit of extra water and it really seems to help uh, some of that super shallow stuff where that gets that water up over the grass real well. And um, we, uh, we uh, today was just a, a phenomenal trip on top water. We had a just incredible top water trip and it, it was a lot of it had to do with that high water. Uh, and it was blowing a little bit this morning, laid out nice. And then earlier, I say, I'm going to get my days mixed up, but Sometime between the last time we talked and today, we had a stretch of no wind, and I got to actually get out and do what you know what we typically would be doing this time of year, which would be live bait fishing structure. And um, man, just had uh, two two back to back killer days, uh, slip corking and, and free lining uh, live bait. And then the third day was I went from dream trips to nightmare trips because. Somehow or another, all the trout I was catching, they were probably all still there, but they just got invaded by sharks and mackerel and things like that. So it was a challenge keeping hooks tied on and slip corks from floating away and that sort of thing. But, you know, Doug, that's this time of year. You're, you just never know what to expect when you got, you know, high salinity and, and, and fisher bite and things like that. So a lot of that goes on. Not complaining about the amount of action we had. It's just uh, it wasn't wasn't the species we were targeting even though it was still a lot of fun uh, a couple of guys that you know from not from around here had never caught a shark before and you know that's the kind of thing that we kind of consider a nuisance but um it's amazing man you know I'm, I, they're fighting a shark and these weren't little bitty sharks these were you know i mean they weren't giants either but they were four or five foot long sharks on trout tackle and i'm looking yeah. up and i'm <laughs> cursing under my breath and and one of them's videotaping it and i'm going like what are you taping this for he's like man we ain't never seen nothing like this before so anyway that's that's the kind of week it's been so well, well let me ask you this uh you're talking about the different species is coming in and which it happens every summer uh what about a triple tail are they pretty plentiful right now 
It depends on who you talk to. Uh, you know, I, for one, have only seen one so far this year, and I've, I've not, I don't really get after them real hard. I'm real opportunistic. Uh, and then there's some guys that are saying, oh, man, they're everywhere. And then there's other guys that are pretty good at it. They're going like, man, I don't know. They ain't really showing up real good. I will say this. My brother caught a 23-pounder on his charter yesterday under wow. crab trap. So there's some, <laughs> there, the, the one, there's some big ones out there, you know. And then, and Doug, you know this as well as anybody. If there's anybody that's tight-lipped, maybe second only to the tarpon fishermen <laughs> or the blackfish fishermen. So they're not going to tell you a whole lot, no. you know. But the guys that really get after it, I think some of the ones that are especially the ones that are really good at it are doing pretty well with it. I'm just not one of those guys. Well, I, I know that's not your target. Speckled trout is really what you prefer to target. But but I know you're glad to get some triple tail or flounder or oh, whatever yeah. it is. Yep. And uh, and redfish and and I guess there's there's still redfish in the middle of the summer out on Dixie Bar. Uh, uh, well, Dixie Bar, this is about the only. And usually when people ask me about that, this is about the only time of the year that I really don't catch them out there. Uh, and it's just because you there, and you probably still could. It's not that you can't catch them. It's just like I was just talking about. You're not, you know, if you go out there and start throwing lures or, or dragging croakers or whatever it is that you normally catch them with, you'll catch probably a redfish or two here or there, but you're going to catch so many other things like sharks and mackerel and all those other yep. things. And this is about the only time of the year, I say this time of year, like now through probably the, or till we get our first little cool snap in like September, to where I really don't do well with that. It can be done, and I would recommend if you're going to do it, to do it on a big tide. Um, you know, big water movement that seems to clean that bar up a little bit when you're out there doing that okay well well it's good for hear all the information bobby and uh and thanks again and we'll talk with you next week and good luck the rest of this week okay doug thanks a lot have a good weekend you're welcome we're we gonna go to uh mr joe dunn up at miller's ferry you there joe yeah what's happening doug how you doing joe uh, what's a crappie doing in this hot weather uh they get them Still catching a bunch of them on the brush top. Big Daddy Shane did real well last weekend and uh, during the 4th. And uh, I would have thought they'd have done better out in the river, but we didn't do as good in, uh, on the riverbank yet. But it's coming. Uh, but the uh, brush piles in 10 to 12 foot of water in the sloughs and uh, on the edge of some of the creek channels, that's 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 where they're doing the best. Daddy. Yeah. But when I say sloughs, they got to have, you know, you need at least 12, 15 foot of water, you know, or more. And not no shallow sloughs. It's pretty much over with the nose right now. Uh-huh. So you would concentrate. You say sloughs, maybe some of the, like, the feeder creeks into the lake. They're the ones that got the deeper right. water. That, that, that's the ones. And uh, uh, this weekend, you know, we had a little couple showers in the evenings, but it finally they cutting the water on and cutting it off again. No high water right now, uh, but, you know, that can change depending on, you know, if some of those local rains are pretty heavy real close and it'll, it'll muddy up some stuff again. So mm-hmm. It finally got a just, little more stable, did, did it not, here in the last several days than it had been? Yeah, it is. The, the, the lake looks real good, like I said. It's staying pretty clear in most of it, but sometimes when you have some local rains pretty heavy on the you know, afternoon showers, it'll stain it back up. But mm-hmm. uh, right guess, now, it's holding pretty good. I guess they're putting a herd on the catfish, in it, like they're going to do all oh, summer, yeah. I, I imagine. So, 
Yeah, the catfish are doing real good. They catch them, you know, in the main river. They catch still catch some in the sloughs. Like I said, it's it's, it's extended a little bit longer this year for some reason. But uh, I know the short line jugs and and the long lines in the main river, you know, and the, the big thing is still getting fresh bait. Fresh bait's kind of hard to find now since say uh, the shad spawns over and they're not as concentrated close to the banks or cut, you know, somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can still find them, get in some of the sloughs uh, late in the evening or early, early in the morning and uh, look for them, you know, flickering and get over and throw them a cast net on them, you'll get you some. Yeah. Yeah, I think the, no matter what kind of bait you got, the, the fresh bait always works better than the frozen bait, I would think. You know, you can thaw it out. Oh. It, it may be soft, but it's not fresh, and it probably don't have the same scent that the fresh stuff does. So, No, it's, it's not going to be as good. But, it, you know, you have to do what you have to do. You yeah, can't that's find right. any. That's right. Yeah, are there places there in Camden that you can – is there places in Camden? What about your place there in Thomasville? Can you buy stuff like that? Yeah, I carry pros bait, carry some uh, pros shad, and then you got some uh, uh, small mullet and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, folks, uh, if y'all are going to Miller's Ferry and you, you're going up Highway 43 through Thomasville, stop in there at Dunn's Sporting Goods. And, uh, Joe, we appreciate you, your report there. And uh, good luck this coming weekend. Thanks again. All right. You t- yeah, oh, thank you, Doug. All right. And, folks, we'll be back after the break with Mr. Blakely Ellis from the Coastal Conservation Association. Thank you. Your college football fix all year long on the Chuck Oliver Show. The king of college football brings you two hours of local college football talk throughout the year with the biggest experts from across the nation and exclusive interviews with the coaches and players you want to hear from. It's the college football talk you deserve on the Chuck Oliver Show. Weekdays from 1 to 3 and evenings from 8 to 10 on WNSP. Andrews Diesel and Automotive on Highway 31 in Spanish Fort has always been the go-to folks for all of your repair needs. But now, for heavy equipment and agricultural equipment repairs, they'll come to you. If your production is stopped because of heavy equipment breakdown, just give Andrews Diesel and Automotive a call at 251-375-0748. They have multiple service trucks and expert technicians that will be there quickly and get your problems solved. Andrews Diesel and Automotive keeps you in business. Like them on Facebook. With summer here, it's time to take care of those pesky boat problems you've been putting off. Visit Blue Water Yacht Sales today so you'll be ready to hit the water in the warmer weather. Blue Water is a full-line Yamaha outboard dealer and is a five-star gold service facility with a Yamaha Master Tech on hand. Of course, Blue Water carries a full assortment of inshore and offshore models from Pioneer, Bulls Bay, Avenger, Jupiter Marine, and Regulator. And if you're selling, skip the hassle and let Blue Water sell your boat for you. Visit bluewateryachtsales.net. 
For over 25 years, locally owned and operated Badcock Furniture & More has been building relationships with their customers, providing much more than just home furniture. Badcock carries major appliance brands, electronics, mattresses, and lawn equipment. Both locations in Saraland and the newer location at Schillinger & Moffitt & Sims offer multiple financing plans and online payment options. Remember, when you shop at Badcock Home Furniture & More & Sims, you're supporting local business, not box stores. Visit Badcock.com or search Badcock of Sims on Facebook. It's your last chance to shop July 4th savings at Lowe's. Right now, save on select major appliances. And when you buy more, you save more. Get up to an additional $1,000 off select major kitchen appliances. Plus, right now when you buy a Craftsman V20 string trimmer or blower for just $99, you'll get a select bear tool free. Lowe's knows savings. Lowe's knows home improvement. Offer style through 712. Appliance savings vary based on purchase amount. Buy more, save more. Valid on appliances 396 or more. While supplies last. Exclusion supply. See Lowe's.com for details. School Sounds like it's back to school time. And Staples has great prices on everything you need for school. Save on markers and crayons. Save on notebooks and folders. And right now at Staples, save big on tech. With up to $250 off select computers. Staples, where savings for school are always in session. N729, in-store only. See associate for details. This is WNSP Outdoors, live on 105.5 FM and on the Sound of Mobile app. Now, let's head back outdoors with Alan White. All right, folks, welcome back to the show. I'm Doug Max, and uh, today we're going to be talking to Mr. Blakely Ellis with the Coastal Conservation Association. And uh, pretty much all the fishermen up and down the Gulf Coast, they're familiar with, with this organization, and especially those that saltwater fish. I think everybody pretty much knows who they are. And uh, But hopefully he'll tell us a whole lot more about his organization and some of the things they got going on here coming up. And uh, Blakely, we welcome to the show here today. How you doing? How am I doing good? Thanks for having me. Well, you're very welcome. And uh, we're going to talk about some of the things you got going on first, but... Uh, yeah. T- tell me about about CCA and how all this got started. And I, I, probably what forty years old or more. Yeah, that's right. It, uh, so in Alabama, um, it, we were the first uh, state chapter outside of Texas, and that was formed in 1982 for Alabama. Before that, Texas, the, our original roots were in uh, 1977 over in over in Texas, and it was really it was a uh, a group of uh, fishermen who were getting a little concerned about uh, what they were seeing on the water or lack of, and and um, you know you know some over harvesting and some gill netting and, and things like that that they were they were worried about. So they got together and got uh, started started getting themselves uh, you know organized and in line so that they could try to make a change. And they were they were successful with that in Texas and some of the uh, similar you know like minded folks from Alabama. Reached out to them and uh, said, "Hey, we we like what y'all did. Let's let's keep it going." And so that's when Alabama was formed in 1982. And um, you know, and really, it's uh, we really work for uh, to, to represent the, the resource, but also the the anglers that that access it. And that's generally comes down to uh, you know, pri- private recreational anglers are the our core constituents. But um, you know, we we like to say that we're we're not managing or trying to protect the resource now it's for the for the next generation so 
it's not ours to, to give away or to mess up. So we need to make sure we don't we don't do anything that does that. Well, I agree. That's what conservation is. It's not just trying to make your fishing or your hunting better right now. It's for your kids and your exactly. grandkids. You know, that's what it's all about. That's, that's exactly right. Yeah. Exactly I, right. I remember you talking uh, those days back. I, I started uh, saltwater fishing myself like in the early 80s, early to mid 80s. And, and I mm-hmm. remember uh, the speckled trout and the guys that were just hardcore speckled trout fishing, but they were just you know, man, Alabama needs to do what Texas is doing. Alabama needs <laughs> I heard that over and uh-huh. over. And because and of speckled trout fishing had really taken off in Texas. And, and then, you know, yeah. before long, it, eventually it did here in Alabama also. And but yeah. y'all were, uh, one of the things I think that really drove y'all's organization was when the, you know, the black and red fish craze came along. And, and man, they were just, just, you know, just slaughtering the redfish population. And I think yeah, without people yeah. like y'all, I don't know what would have happened, you know. Yeah, I mean, it, it uh, yeah, they, they, those redfish, they, they, they took a beating back, back in the day for sure. And uh, it it took a little bit to, to get things turned around. But, yeah, they've, they've definitely, you know, rebounded. And, um, you know, we, we're, we're glad we were able to get involved and glad it, glad it worked. And um, it's, uh, I mean, who doesn't like a, catching a redfish? They're just awesome, awesome, awesome species, awesome fish. And, we're lucky to have uh, lots of them. Yeah, that's right. Well, to change course here, instead of talk about the past, we'll talk, talk about what's going on now. <laughs> and, uh, wh- yeah. what, you know, what kind of upcoming events and stuff do y'all have going on this summer? Well, so this, this summer we've, uh, the, we have our big star tournament, which, um, you know, that, I keep going back to it. It started in Texas. started in Texas, and then they started born in Louisiana. Uh, we started ours uh, last last year, but the Star Tournament—it's um, a really fun fun tournament format in which uh, we've we've take, taken thirty slot redfish uh, and, and tagged them with a special blue blue tag, and we release those all uh, right before Memorial Day weekend, and that's when the tournament started. Uh, but it doesn't end until uh, the end of the summer on Labor Day Monday. So Labor Day Monday afternoon at I believe it's five o'clock is when the tournament ends. But um, if one of our uh, anglers who signed up for the tournament catches one of those 30 fish uh, during, during the tournament, then they win a uh, the grand prize, which is a 2023 Nautic Star 21-foot bay boat with a 150 Yamaha four-stroke and, uh, and a trailer package worth around close to $70,000. And uh, the entry fee is only $80. And it's not too late to enter now. So we've still got – let's see. Let's see. We've got – all of July and August, basically, uh, that the tournament's going to still be going on. So uh, plenty of time to, to get out there and go fishing and try to catch one of those redfish. Yeah, that's quite a nice prize, you know. <laughs> that's not like sure you're is. giving away $500. <laughs> no, that's, that's no, a really nice uh, prize. And, uh, so do y'all put on other tournaments or, you know, just, you know, like a the no, kind of so classic the, tournament that other people that we, do? That we put on. That's, that's the only one that we put on, uh-huh. um, but we do we do work with uh, a number of other tournaments. Um, both uh, so like we we sponsored the live weigh in categories for the the DC Fishing Radio coming up in a, in a week or two uh, down on Dolphin Island that the uh, that the JCs put on. Uh-huh. We, we sponsored the live live redfish and stuff of trout uh, weigh in categories, um, and then. The other tournaments that we're involved in, um, you know, usually if, if we have a big presence in it, it's, it's something like a, a broodstock collection tournament for um, to, to collect live fish to use at the hatchery down in Gulf Shores. Mm-hmm. That's uh, the hatchery that the state runs. 
and it, it really makes a lot of sense because we've we've invested a, a, a lot of our 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 funds that you know everybody out there listening that buys a license plate or attends one of our events or jumps on some of our online selling auctions. All, all those funds stay right here in Alabama, and we've used a, a good a good portion of those to uh, support uh, new equipment and whatnot at the hatchery and Gulf Shores where they're currently raising. A southern flounder, Florida pompano, and speckled trout. Yeah, yeah. Th- this flounder, talking about the flounder. Of course, some of it was the restriction and all, but but I've heard that mm-hmm. uh, you know this the flounder have really taken off, and I think this hatchery has had a lot to do with that. So, yeah, I mean, it it, it we can't really say just yet what, what the result is, but I think it's a I think a combination of all of it uh, was a, was a big success story, both with you know the. The, the, the hatchery putting more fish back in the water, and then those some of those regulation changes uh, to tweak tweak those limits and that uh, that November closure to allow those fish to make make their way you know out to the Gulf to spawn. Um, all that stuff I think overall has been really positive, and I, I hear a lot of the same thing. People are people are really amped up about how well the flounder fishing has been, and um, and and we're, we're excited to hear that. But at the same time, want to make sure everybody don't forget what it what it was. Don't forget how bad it was uh, there for a few years, and so uh, just keep keep that in mind. So. Uh-huh. Well, well, let me ask you this: uh, Do y'all have like meetings or banquet? Y'all have a banquet of some type, do you not? Yeah, we we have a banquets around uh, around the state. Um, the we're going to have one in Orange Beach here, um, probably in the in the early fall, and then we're going to have our uh, Easter Shore event, which is going to be at Oak Hollow Farm on uh, September twenty eighth. Uh, no, I'm sorry, October 5th, the first first Thursday of uh, of October at Oak Hollow is going to be our, our Easter Shore Chapter event. And so those are some of the ones we've got coming up. And then we do online auctions throughout the year. Uh, they're really, really pretty neat. That's a lot of people to, to bid. And then we just ship, ship them their items. Um, and then come around the springtime, we'll have more events, um, uh, you know, set and, and things like that. Yeah, well, well, that's good to know. And you you mentioned uh, that chapter. Y'all have different chapters up and down the Gulf Coast. That's right. Yes, sir. We've got all the way from Birmingham, Tuscaloosa, Montgomery, uh, and then down into Mobile and Baldwin County. Yeah, you know, that's pretty interesting. That that all the way up in Birmingham, we have people that are a uh, conservation chapter for the saltwater fish down here. So that oh, just yeah. tells you how yeah. popular it is. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> I mean, it does. We're talking what two hundred and fifty miles from Birmingham to the Gulf. Yeah. So, but so right. so people in Birmingham love saltwater fishing just as much as some of the people down here do. And uh, do y'all do. do y'all concentrate more on inshore fish, or y'all also with some of the offshore fish, reef fish, and all no, that? It, it's both of them. Oh yeah, it's uh, offshore fish and in, inshore fish and. We deal with state state level fisheries management. We deal with federal fisheries management. Um, we it, it covers all of it, but but that's that's the hard hard line there. Is, is that salt saltwater fish is where where our our reach uh, you know our, our wheelhouse stops. We don't cover cover anything you know in the in the freshwater world. So um, all, all of our focus is on on saltwater you know fish and habitat and, and uh, management. Yeah. Well, I tell you this, uh, we're about a minute away from a break. Uh, if, if people are wanting to join your organization, what, what's the best route to go about doing that? They can go to joincca.org, uh, and that's also how they sign up for that star tournament. So um, that's the yeah, one-stop shop, joincca.org. Well, I appreciate you giving us that information. And, you know, I'm just going to say conservation 
uh, is a good thing. It, 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 and people sometimes, you know, they think it don't matter, but it does matter. And there's a bunch of good organizations, and yours is one of the best one, and definitely one of the best ones in our area. And uh, we appreciate yes, you sir, coming on here, Blakely, and uh, look you forward to you. talking to you again. All right, guys. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, we'll be right back right. after the break with talk to Mr. David Thornton about some pier pounding fishing. Thank you. Mark, I'm in Lee Trevinian previewing a Friday edition of the opening kickoff. Why don't we update recruiting with Alabama, Auburn, and also South Alabama with John Garcia of Rivals. We'll talk some baseball with the voice of the Angels, Wayne Randazzo, as he talks about Otani. And, of course, we'll talk to you. So join us for a Friday edition starting at 6. The opening kickoff with Mark and Lee. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 on the country's first FM all-sports station, WNSP. If you need to take control of the overgrown brush on your land and improve the habitat for wildlife or just make it more beautiful, get ready to take down the number for John Boy's Mulching. They work very closely with you to manage your habitat exactly like you've dreamt. Prompt service and very reasonable rates set them apart from similar services. Lot clearing, habitat improvement, and more. Call 251-583-7201. That's 583-7201. John Boy's Mulching, 583-7201. Serving Baldwin and surrounding counties. Miller Time. It's a rallying cry to the men around you. The ones that have become your brothers. A call to beers answered with... Order me a Miller Lite. I'll be there in 10. A night where your crew gets down to the task at hand that may or may not involve running tables... Oh, nice break. Firing up the grill... Oh, nice. ...or getting the band back together. Two, three, four! Just a few choice words spoken to the right men. Yeah. Men who crave a light beer that's never light on taste. Because it's not just a good time, it's Miller Time. Great beer, great responsibility. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Future Ones is an Alabama-based athletic apparel and accessories company dedicated to serving and investing in our local schools and athletes, treating every school and team with top priority. No matter what size your program is, wear the future with Future Ones and support Alabama high school athletics. Located off Schillinger Road in Sims, visit future1s.com and find them on Facebook. Future Ones, the official cloth sponsor of the AHSAA. I am personal injury attorney Russ Copeland, and I get asked all the time, if most personal injury cases settle, why does it matter which attorney I hire? Well, it makes a huge difference because the insurance company on the other side knows more about your attorney than you do, and they know which lawyers will actually fight for their clients to get them fair compensation. At Hedge Copeland, we've been fighting insurance companies for over 30 years, so let us put that experience to work for you. Check us out at hedgecopeland.com. No representation is made that the quality of legal services to be performed is greater than the quality of legal services by other lawyers. When you need parts now or can't seem to find that specific hose or tube, Mobile's only independent CarQuest dealer, Pat's Industrial and Auto Supply, can solve all of your industrial and auto parts needs. From Echo handheld products, Alamite industrial lubrication equipment, gray pneumatic impact sockets, or even if they need to build it themselves, Pat's makes it work. Order your parts at patsindustrial.com or visit one of their two locations in Battery or on Whistler Street just off I-165. Pat's Industrial and Auto Supply, getting the right parts every time since 1950. This is WNSP Outdoors, live on 105.5 FM and on the Sound of Mobile app. Now, let's head back outdoors with Alan White. All right, folks, welcome back to the show. I'm Doug Max, uh, here today alone. Alan, like I say, at the start of the show, he was taking a good 
deserve vacation. And uh, before we get into talking to uh, Mr. David Thornton here, I want to give away a five-pound pork sausage variety pack from Hall's Sausage and Wholesale Meats. They're right here in Chickasaw, Alabama. And the third caller at 694-1055 will get this pack of sausage. And uh, Mr. David Thornton, can you tell us about what's going on around our fishing piers and some of the inshore fishing here? Sure, Doug. Um, everybody kind of, I guess, survived the July 4th hecticity, <laughs> so I, that's a good sign. I almost overdosed on watermelon myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. I, I, I tend to hide indoors when all that's going on. Between the heat and the crowds, you know, it's it's really kind of tough sometimes to, you know, develop a pattern that can produce. And plus, we're just getting over this full moon, and uh, that's kind of, I think, hurt the fishing again on the on the coast and also the water's gotten real calm and clear again so oftentimes that can kind of throw a damper on things but still especially with the with the moon regressing uh and and it doesn't set until you know in the morning um that the first few hours like even starting before sun up uh, before even you know true daylight, it's it's pretty bright outside, and when the water's clear, um, you know things like speckled trout, bluefish, ladyfish. You could have good top water action along the beaches, and um, the specks are still in the surf. Um, you know, I, I guess spawning or running from sharks or whatever they do this time of year, but they're they're still active. They've been catching a few at the Gulf State Pier, places like that, and. Uh, Last week, they had uh, even a good run of king mackerel one day, uh, you know, and then uh, the, the pier was closed for uh, most of the day on the 4th, and and since then, things really haven't quite kicked back off yet. But they're seeing a few uh, um, tarpon this time of year, you know, along the beaches. Mm-hmm. And, and like I said, I mentioned the, the mackerel, there, there's been a a good showing of nice size kings this year. I've seen a bunch of 30 and 40 pounders caught, you know, from the panhandle piers. And there was a 30 pounder caught at Gulf Shores, you know, on the short pier uh, the other day. And, you know, one thing a lot of people, especially that are new to it, don't realize is that the, the current length of the state pier is about what we had for the first, you know, 30 years that the pier was in existence from about, 1870 up until 2004, um, you know, 35 years mm-hmm. that um, the state pier was was only just outside the sandbar. So it was, you know, kind of kind of tough pickings. And these longer piers, they're quarter mile long, get you out in about 25 feet of water, and really do increase the, you know, the uh, ability to get some fish that you normally don't see. On, on the very short piers or inside the sandbar from the beach. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, another thing is the the pompano fishing has been, it's you know, like you typically expect in the summertime, it's hit or miss and uh, mostly miss because there's so <laughs> many other fish in the water. The ladyfish especially are, you know, a, a big pest to the, uh, to, to the surf fishermen, but also dealing with the swimmers too. You know, you, you can't soak bait 
for hours at a time and just sit under a beach umbrella like you can in April when the water's <laughs> only 72 degrees. Now it's about 86. Yeah. You know? So hey, you, uh, you're talking about, uh, you know, out at the end of some of these piers or, or do a few cobia show up there, you know, during the summertime or is yeah. that other times of the yeah. year? Yeah. They, they call them pier dwellers over mm-hmm. in the Florida panhandle. And, and something just like at a reef or around the ships, uh, when the cobias show up and stay in the shadow of the ships, uh, sometimes, especially these small or barely legal cobia, will hang around the ends of the piers in the shadow, and they'll, at time to time, they'll feed on, uh, you know, the abundant bait fish that are around the pier. And uh, so sometimes anglers will get lucky and uh, be at the right place at the right time and catch one of these ling. Yeah. What about triple tail around the pier? What about triple tail? Do they do that also? Um, you know, I I used to see triple tail at the Dolphin Island Pier fairly regular, mm-hmm. but not at the state pier. Occasionally they'll show up, especially if there's like sargassum grass uh, drifting in. Uh, they'll see some then, but uh, they if they show up, sometimes it's usually like at night. One will just come cruising down the beach and will hang around the lights for a little while. And, you know, we used to catch more of them at night this time of year than during the day. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking but of that, Dolphin you know, Island, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, I was going to say anything is possible this time of year, you know, and yeah. and, and you, you know how that is. And, and I'm, I'm sure you were about <laughs> to add something that you'd seen before. Now, I was going to ask about talking about Dolphin Island and uh, – and I guess, just like anywhere else, you got to get away from the swimmers if you're going to catch fish. But let's say you went to the west end of Dolphin Island, and they got a swimming beach and all, but you know they don't go forever down through there. How, about how far down the, the beach would you want to go before yeah. you wanted to start try to, trying to fish? Well, you know, the fishermen will fish pretty close um, at daybreak. And, and then after about 8 o'clock, uh, the swimmers start showing up and getting in the water and and then it's best just to pack up and and head to the west Mm -hmm. and typically if you go really just a few hundred yards it's uh enough to get away from most of the swimmers and uh there'll still be a few people that come down and get in the water but for the most part they tend to congregate you know around the parking lot this at the what i call them short trek venue you know people where they where they're not going to walk far just to go swimming mm-hmm. and um if unless there's just a ton of people in the water um oftentimes they won't go more than a couple of hundred yards and and it's the same way at middle beach too where the uh old pier used to be uh, most of the people go uh, from, you know they walk out to the end of the pier and then walk out diagonally to the southwest to the beach and they kind of mingle with the people that come from the condominium and they fill that beach up. But if you go down the beach a quarter mile, you practically got it to yourself. And, uh, and that's usually where the better fishing is too. So that's why like a beach cart is so important for that kind of fishing is that it, you know, you can bring your ice chest with you and a chair and, uh, you know, umbrella, whatever you want. And, uh, you know, it's a whole lot easier to get out there if you've got that, beach cart especially one of the ones with the big wide wheels on it uh-huh. 
Is there still good fishing around the uh, golf course there? I mean, I know Sand Island has changed. You know, it's not really an island anymore, but but that yeah. that used to be yeah. an excellent place to catch some really nice size speckled trout. Yeah, because it's it, the water is still deep there in the cove, and it's it's forming more and more of a cove, and now the opening is only about. Uh, 250 yards wide, you know, so it's less than a thousand feet Mm -hmm. from closing off into a pond, you know, like a lagoon. And the the peninsula that comes from the east, um, that uh, what they call a sand spit, is uh, pretty narrow, and the water is deep on either side of it. The water uh, on the front side is about 10 or 12 feet deep, and then on the inside, uh, over toward the golf course. That water is over 12, 14 feet deep in places. Yeah. Well, and, that's... you know, so it, yeah, the, the, the trout don't have to go far, and it holds a lot of mullet and menhaden this time of year. And the, the big factor is I think the, uh, the water gets a little stagnant mm-hmm. when it gets real hot, and the, uh, it, it may affect the dissolved oxygen in the water. So if you don't see bait, that's not a good sign. But if you see mullet and and menhaden, you know, especially menhaden snapping the surface or mm-hmm. mullet jumping, that's usually a good place, you know, a good indicator that that's a good place to fish. And and likely if you see the bait fish, you're going to see the game fish as well. Uh, trout, redfish, even Jack Gravel come up in there. And, uh, you know, so it, it, anything's liable to, to happen inside of there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you talking about the bait, and that's probably uh, holds true anywhere up and down the beaches. If, if, whatever you're fishing for, you know, you the bait. If you find the bait, you're gonna find the fish. I'm pretty much that's fishing for anything anywhere. Yeah. I think so. Uh, but uh, yeah, they're gonna keep chasing it and and looking for it. You know, so they you, you may see some fish on on the prowl, but if you see birds diving, uh, you know, or fish splashing on the surface you know you're in the right place then yeah you just don't know what kind of fish they are in the summertime they, they just as likely to be lady fish as they are speckled trout but, yeah uh, i think more likely even yeah probably <laughs> you know and, so. but but them and bluefish they're they're fun too you know and um you can get a lot of good action like i mentioned earlier especially um before sun up and then again in the afternoon we get a sea breeze that kicks up the water maybe even puts a little, you know, chop on the surface. Um, oftentimes the late afternoon can be good too Oh yeah, on that low tide. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. David, I appreciate you you coming on here and you giving us, you know, some, some good information there. And uh, look forward to talking with you again next week. Same here, Doug. You have a great weekend. Yes, sir. Thank you. And, uh, folks, thank you for tuning in today. And we will be back at – Noon again next Thursday on WNSP Outdoors. Thanks again.